You're listening to me, Josie, aka Josie Lifts Things, and this is my podcast, Josie Talks About Things, where I talk about all things and the things people don't talk about. Welcome to me. And we're on in three, two, two one. No, you don't say one. Oh, sorry. You just go, if you look, watch the movies or you, you hear any radio, they go three, two, and they just do the action for one because that's like signify when they can turn the volume levels up anyway. So we're on. Oh, we are on? Yeah, we're on. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were explaining how to start and you already started. That's the intro. That's the intro. Well, see you later, everyone. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Welcome back. Well, look, I've been, I've, uh, I was sick for a bit. Don't hate me because you ain't me. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was really bad. Don't look at me like that. I am who I am. Anyway, so basically, um, it's my birthday next week. Um, look, a little bit sad having a bit of a COVID birthday. Um, the last two birthdays I've had have been like kind of ill. Ill. <laughs> what was that show you showed me? I was like, ill. <laughs> was that late night show? The Jimmy Fallon show. The Jimmy yeah. Fallon. He was like, ill. And I was like obsessed with John Cena when I was growing up. And then he was... In- anyway, I've completely... Anyway, start again. Hi, everyone. How are you going? I went on a bit of a tangent there. Um, well, this episode, we're just going to catch you up with like what's going on, what's happening, some current sitch in the news, and then we're going to go through some recommendations that I have, and then we're going to talk about some stuff. So um, I've got my partner here. Hey. <laughs> are you listening? Or yeah, you just... listening. <laughs> you just... <laughs> I spaced off actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I could see on. your face. You weren't even paying attention. Um, and then we'll talk about some stuff. But um, yeah, my birthday. So that's next week. I'm turning mm. the big two six. I forgot how old I was turning then for a second. How old are you turning? <laughs> old enough to know better. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and yeah, so the plan was that we're going to go to New Zealand. We're going to go for like, uh, how long? Like 10 days? Yeah, 10 days around that. Yeah, and then uh, the COVID thing happened. So um, how long ago was it now? The, About a the week? The travel bubble, travel bubble closure or the lockdown finishes the day before we were set to get back. So pretty much the whole right. time we're going to be away is the lockdown. Yeah, and we saw it coming. Like we didn't really book anything because we were like, oh, we yeah. want to go. But things started kind of heating up with the cases and everything. And then um, we like it got closed the travel bubble got closed for 72 hours and then we're like oh look pretty much knew then that it, yeah that, that was the time to forget about it yeah. and not stress about it and find something else yeah so and then everything else happened and yeah. <laughs> so then um it's like dominoes yeah you were gonna do something in for me in sydney um yeah and then sydney got a lockdown and we can't go there so we can't go there even yeah so it's just been we don't and really then we're know. gonna go out west Oh, yeah. And then what we're going to do out there is drastically changed because of yeah. restrictions. So we can't do that either. And all the borders, travel-wise, we still won't be able to get it interstate because we're in Newcastle and there's only restrictions and not lockdown. We still might be able to get mm. interstate. But then you've got to think, what if, if it, it doesn't get any better and then we get stuck up there. Yeah, we can't really afford to do that. And it's winter, so nothing in New South Wales is fun. So I, I don't know if you guys know me, <laughs> but I hate winter. Like... The one thing I've always wanted for my life is like my birthday to be in summer because I love summer. Like I like the beach. I like tanning. I like sun. I like shorts and a crop top. Like I do like trackies and stuff too, but like I hate miserable weather. It just makes me feel like so unproductive and just lazy and I hate being cold. I don't know. I just don't like it. You know what it was? I think in like 2010 or something, I did um, Mount Kosciuszko when mm. I was in high school mm. and um, we climbed the mountain mm. and I had the worst fucking time possible. Like, honestly, snow got in my snow boots and then my feet were drenched. And then I just, I just remember hating my life. And I think I've just got a little bit of a mental scar from there. Oh, you know what else they did? So we had to do a, uh, what is that thing where you have to do lots of like a course, like an obstacle course or something. They made us do the one of the Scavenger hunt? No, 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 you have to like jump over things and then go oh. under things and then climb walls and then it's in like a like a circuit. Ugh. I think it's called an obstacle course. I yeah, it's like so, an obstacle yeah. course, like yeah. Ninja Warrior, but not. Yeah. Anyway, and then one of the ones was we had to get in. It was like snow, like mm. mountain. Mm. And we had to get in like a, imagine like a rectangle 
bit of water with like a rod across the middle. Yeah. You had to go under the water, under the like bar on the top and up the other side. It was snowing. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds horrible. One girl got hypothermia. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So yeah. I literally was like, sorry, I'm wearing contacts. I can't get my eyes wet. <laughs> I didn't do it. But I, it was just horrid. I just hated it. Anyway, I'm ranting again. But yeah, that's my birthday plans. We're not really, we're not, we don't really have anything to do. Well, I've got something up my sleeve, but it doesn't. Do you? Yeah, but <gasps> but it's like the, op- it's like it's like option 10 at this point. Mm. And even option 10 might not, you know, we've still got a week. Even option 10 might not be an option by then, <sighs> the way things are going. I'm sad. It's okay. We'll make our own fun. We'll be fine. Oh, I've got no dramas. I'll figure that out. But it's more just frustrating because I was keen to do something enjoyable because it's been a big year for me as well. And I think I was ready to take you away and have some rest and time away from normal stuff, which we we can't do. And I know know everyone's like, you know... Everyone's got it heaps worse than us. Most of the people who are going to be listening to this are probably from areas that are locked down. Yeah. Like we have it super easy up here. We do. I, I just forgot to wear my, I went to Seven Eleven and didn't put the mask on until about halfway through. Cause I didn't realize and no one, it's like, that's dumb of me, but like I had it in my hand and mm. I was like, Oh crap to the dude. And, and, but it's not, it's, it's so chill up here cause there's no mm. cases and there's nothing happening. And it's exactly the same. There's no different. There's just a mask restriction and that's it. So we have it pretty easy up here. Plus the fact that like people have to postpone weddings. They've probably yep. spent tens of thousands of dollars. Like yep. it is a bit of a first world problem, but There's also no like to our daily life. At the moment, yeah. Really. But- but the other thing is as well is that like, and I know everyone's like, oh, just travel Australia. Do it. There's nothing like going overseas, you know? And even, even that though, like we were talking about potentially going to, you know, Uluru and, Ugh. It's just a rock. I'm sorry. It's just a big rock. I think you are... There are so many things that you've said to me. Oh, that sounds boring. That sounds like... <laughs> and then you've been like, okay, actually, that's good. So, <laughs> like what? Oh, just... Uh-huh. Basketball. Oh, that's different. Sport. I've always liked sport. I played sport. Yeah, that's I'm a ju- different thing. I'm just thing. saying, I, I think, I think you're, you haven't looked into that enough to make a judgment on it. Yeah, look, regardless of if you think it's just a big rock, it's a... F- Can I swear? I said the word before. Uh, it's a fucking gigantic rock. <laughs> but who and cares about a rock? Well, it's it's like the most... It's it's like the, one of the most important cultural sites in our country. Same thing. It's just a rock. Like, you can say it's just anything for any destination. Anyway, I think you would really you would really like it. And I think you'll probably have people who've been there who'll tell you it was great as well. You're not going to go to Uluru and spend 10 days walking around the fucking rock. You're going to have a look at it for one night and have dinner in front of it and then get in the car and go somewhere else. That's, that's kind of how it works. But we're thinking about doing things like that, for example. And you can't even do that at the moment because you're not sure if you get stuck in a different state. And it's, it's not so like... It's just a big mess right now isn't it and you know what's weird it's like a year later anyway it just sucks we can't go to new zealand because i really oh can i tell them what you did for me for my birthday for new zealand which now we can't do yeah all i've wanted to do guys like this onsen hot pool thing has come up on my instagram like for the last three years and it's like in queen was it queenstown it's in queenstown yeah and it was like this like hot pools in new zealand mm-hmm. and like i've been wanting to go there i've had it saved on my places to go for like three years in my freaking just a hot pool Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> I could run the bath for you if you like. <laughs> oh, my God. No, go on, go on. Um, and then um, when we're going to go, um, we I, I sat down and we were like, let's book stuff, let's book stuff. And we had a look and it was not booked. Like, it was booked out. Like, we couldn't book for my birthday because I want to do it on my birthday. And you're like, oh, no, looks like you're going to miss out. No, we, we not wasn't just your birthday. We couldn't do it for any of the days yeah, we were yeah. in Queenstown. But my it point was being, completely booked out. Yeah. My point being is I want to do that on my birthday. Anyway, so then when it turned around and said that we can't go to New Zealand, you were like, look, and you booked it for me for my I'd birthday. I'd booked it like three weeks earlier. Yeah. For my birthday. Because I knew that would book out and I knew other things would be able to figure out, but I knew that specifically would book out. So I figured yeah. I'd get in early and get that sorted out. Thank you. <laughs> Even though we can't do that now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... I got a refund though, so... You did? Yeah. I told you to do that. Yeah, good. <laughs> Yeah, what? Oh, you get your money back. We're not going. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So that's my birthday next week. 
I feel like the time's flying. I feel like it's going faster every time I get older. Mm, well, that's that's a paradox in itself, right? Why? Technically, every year is faster because every year becomes a smaller percentage of your life the older you get. That was really deep. Like if you're a one-year-old child, one year has been 100% of your life. If you're a 10-year-old, <gasps> one year has been 10% of your life. Oh, my God. So I never technically, thought about it like that. It, years would feel, feel shorter to you as you get older. You are so smart. (laughs) (laughs) I snorted. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. So let's talk about Trisha Paytas. Oh, yeah. Great segue straight into (laughs) deep, intelligent conversations into the most vapidly uninteresting human being on the planet. Let's move on. (laughs) So she's not on the um, Frenemies podcast anymore. No, she's not. So she's not getting carried anymore. No. Well, okay. So let's have a chat about that. If you yeah. don't know, we'll just give you a brief synopsis. Um, you've knew of H3. I've I've been a fan of H3 for a long time, but I haven't been a fan of H3 for the last couple of years. And I'm the opposite. I've only been for the last couple of years. I don't like, like what what they're what they're like lately. I think it's a bit crap. And but, I kind of yeah. like it more than their old stuff. You yeah. like like dumb stuff. Well, no, they used to be like people didn't do things like cringe content and stuff like that in the past. So they hadn't they hadn't like done that sort of stuff before, and you you didn't <laughs> see that sort of stuff on the internet. Um, Guys, I just my ring light just fell down. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, they didn't like they were the first people to do like cringe content and reaction content and like all that sort of stuff that in non sort of lame way like people did reactions where they just sit there and be like oh yeah this is cool or whatever they would do proper comedic rip-offs of while they're doing reactions like a funny reaction videos and that's what i used to like watching them and they did their first few podcasts and they'd have other youtubers on and that was pretty cool and then in the last couple of years he's just like he's just attention seeking and is he yeah super attention seeking i feel like back then they were attention seeking no but i mean attention seeking now like the bloke that started that channel would have not wanted anything to do with someone like Trisha Paytas. And then right. now he knows that this can make him money. Right. And you can just kind of see that everything he does is like, and that's their job. I understand that. Get your that. coin, hun. Like- no, I understand that. But you have to sort of, you have, you can't sell out. You have mm. to still be yourself. Yeah. But they, but they pivot and they make new, new fans and he's gained a new fan in you. And then you you lose people along the way, and I suppose that's like musicians and any artist. I'm not gonna lie, I've stopped listening since Trisha left. There you go, <laughs> and that's and that may be why he did it because maybe he's fallen off a little bit. But it's also not because I like her; it's just because like the dynamic's really good. Yeah, it is really yeah, it is funny. And like she said, silly things. Yeah. So it was just funny, and then he would be like, "Oh, really?" Like it was just I don't know. It's a good dynamic. Anyway, so basically, if you don't know Trisha Paytas, she has like I don't know, handful of million followers. She is I don't watch her. I watch, I've seen her on my YouTube on and off over the last few years and she's just silly to me. But anyway, um, she was on this podcast with H3 um, and they did one called Frenemies because I think like they actually started having her as a guest. I think that's how it started. And then obviously they got views or whatever. Um, over the years, they've had a lot of back and forth battles because Ethan from H3 used to make reaction videos to her videos and basically rip the shit out of her and make fun of her. That's right. Because so then she came on the podcast and they were still kind of making fun of her on the podcast. They'd bring her on. And I think I think the last like thing of H3s that I found funny was they did like a um a series like The Bachelor with Bachelorette with her as like The Bachelorette. Yes, they did do that. And yeah. they had people like calling and all that sort of stuff. And then she ended up going out with his wife's brother during it and that kind of like ruined it and they fought hard they fought over that because she he was like could you have not just put that on instagram until we finished our show at least yeah you ruined the show and that's when they started having their big falling out and then they come together and did a podcast for enemies because they're kind of enemies and friends and they had to be friends because the fam- their family was tied up together uh, there you go so basically she had a hissy fit because they split um their money from the podcast um she got 45 percent. he got 55 but the f- extra five percent 10 percent. no five yeah 
But it'll be 10 He, so he 10, took 50. Yeah. And then the f- extra five was just for production yeah. costs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just 5% she was freaking out about because they took the 5% because it was his production, his yeah. his studio, his staff and everything. And she started... Anyway, I just think that she was basically a co-host. So she just should have taken her 45%. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> what do you th- Do you reckon? Like, I think she got a pretty freaking good deal. Like, she should have just took her 45%. Her, upset, her upsetness was that that 5% she said should have been... Looking at from, we'll look at this from a business perspective and you can see why he's wildly successful with less eyes on him and she's not successful with more eyes on her because she's mm. not sure what she's doing from a business perspective, right? Mm. He has taken 5% and he's using that 5% to pay his own production company who he already has staff that do their podcast and that do their videos and that are assistants and are sound guys and all that sort of stuff, right? Mm. And she wanted to use 5% to go out and hire new people, which doesn't make any sense because he's already got those people on deck. They're already trained. They already know what they're doing. Mm. They're already established. You just give that 5% up. It probably costs more than 5% to go out and hire new people and all that sort of stuff. That's what she's upset about. She didn't like that he paid himself that five percent and then got to choose the staff choose this but he doesn't she's looking at the five percent as if he gets it yeah it's for he the doesn't. thing of their podcast he pays together. his own company mm. but that company that he pays uses that money to pay the staff that he already has to do the work to do the their work podcast, that's required yeah. so the 45 percent that she earns is not going to be anywhere near as much if it hasn't got good people behind it making it tick yeah and to be honest to spend money to make money you always say that. Yep. To get 45% to turn up, talk for an hour and a half and go home with no work involved is pretty damn and good. And she wouldn't... You know she doesn't do any research. That's what I mean. She you just know talks. he does all that work. And yeah. they're eating pizza and she just gets 45%. Anyway. And I she has think... opinions which are largely wrong as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyone can say that about me too. <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move into recommendations. So just I have a rock. A... It's just... <laughs> No, it's not. It is just a rock. Um, okay, recommendations. So we found this really nice Indian place oh, in Warner's Bay. The segues today are on fire. We're just <laughs> going for it. Well, what so do you recommendations. Want? Yeah, you're um, recommending something, all right? Yeah. So we had a really nice, um, really nice Indian. What's it called in Warner's Bay? The Pavilion. The Pavilion. Our Grand Pavilion. The Grand Pavilion. Now, I don't normally like re- recommending places that I've only been to once, just in case, like, next time it's not as good. Um, so, we have only gone once, but it was actually really nice. It was, like, pretty much the best Indian I've ever had. I had mango chicken. Hands up. Um, the other thing I've been into lately um, to drink, I'm going to do eat, drink, watch. I don't know why, but that's just what we're doing. Um, I've been drinking a lot of Thai milk tea ba- lately. I know it's full of calories, so all my fit friends out there... Probs don't get into it. <laughs> it's 500 calories per drink, which oh. would be the size of a small Coke from Macca's in terms of like volume. 500 oh. calories per drink. Oh my God. And why do the ladies at our Thai place laugh at you? Because I get two. <laughs> Sometimes three. Sometimes three. <laughs> and one to take away. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, well, not dieting. 500 things. calories first <laughs> per drink. Your girl can throw down the calories. Yeah, that's what do you true. want? Um, now, my recommendation for things that we've been watching, I do not recommend Sex Life on Netflix. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> I watched, disclaimer, I watched 30 seconds of it because I walked into the room and I know it's basically a soft porn, but I've seen better acting in actual porn. <laughs> like, <laughs> he said it. Isn't it true though? It was true. It it's was terrible. Woeful. It was really bad. Do woeful. you know what the storyline was? I don't care what the storyline <laughs> is. I literally don't care. There's a lot of nudity. Yeah, exactly. And it keeps the simps coming back, doesn't it? <laughs> it kind of had like Fifty Shades of Grey vibes, but like worse. Same shit though, And Fifty right? Shades of Grey is bad. Yeah, it's just designed to make lonely people excited. Oh, what are you trying to say? <laughs> kidding. But yeah, it was really bad. I do not recommend watching that. It was only eight episodes. Not worth it. Do not recommend. Um... What I have been watching a lot of lately is basketball and soccer, yeah. thanks to you. Yeah. So now I know all about sport. Well, okay. So growing up, I did do sport, but like I never like watched sport really or anything. Um, but I know all the basketball people now. I know like, I was going to say Tom DeLonge. <laughs> From <laughs> Blink-182. Blink 
I know Devin Booker. Yeah. He's my fave. So, so at the moment, the two main basketball players that you talk about, you're interested in them mainly because they've slept with Kendall Jenner, not because they play basketball. Yeah, but that's how I know them. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Devin Booker and Ben Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, I know them. And then I know, um, obviously, LeBron James now. I know yeah, who that is. Yeah, you do. You um, haven't watched any of LeBron James. You've no, watched a lot of highlights. Yeah, but like the the players we actually watch now. What's the other one? Trey Songs? No, that's it. <laughs> that's a rapper. <laughs> Uh, What's his name? Trey, Trey Simmons. Trey Young. So, Trey Young. So I guess the, the like the, the the story behind it is that I you love basketball. I love basketball, and I'm a big 76ers fan. Yeah, you like Philly. So you yeah. watched the series firstly against who was it first? Washington with Russell West. Russell West. Russell. Russell. Russell, 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 Russell Westbrook. <laughs> um, Russell. You watched that one with me. And then we watched the Atlanta one with Trey Young that we lost. Yes. And yes. then I've kind of don't really care. I'll wait until the actual finals, finals, and but watch that series. But you've been of. laying in bed watching them. So. Sometimes, not all the time, because because like because you go for the seventy sixes, like I kind of go for the seventy sixes. So like I'm not it's really not as that interesting now. No, it's I hope not. the Suns win. I hope Chris Paul gets a ring, but I don't really. Gets a ring. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? That's probably why you like basketball because, like, they're going for a ring. You're looking for a ring. Oh. But um, they- <laughs> can I tell you something funny? Yeah. So, well, you know, but I'm going to tell them. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I've been googling like engagement rings and stuff, like. <laughs> not because I want that now. Like, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not one of those girls that are like, give me a ring now. We've been dating for like not long. You this know what is I mean? not the discussion we have off camera, but anyway, <laughs> off, off, off microphone. But anyway, go on. No, but I've been Googling them and like just looking at what I like. Every girl knows what I'm talking about. Okay. Every girl will be like, pretty much. I have a Pinterest board of things that I like, things I like. From my- it's not just me. Okay. Mm, mm. Everyone can agree with me. All right. <laughs> I've just been saving things that I like, you know? Yeah. And so we obviously like are on the same Wi-Fi and like, you know, that thing where like you talk and your phone brings yeah. up an ad of what you've been talking about. So you sent me a... a My sh- algorithm at the moment is engagement <laughs> rings, tiles, throw rugs, <laughs> pillows, and kitchen or sorry, bathroom renovation products. That's because we're renoing and I've been researching. I haven't searched for any of these things. <laughs> so that's because I mean, I'm researching yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. Tiles, mm. houses, you know, things like that. Anyway, so they've been coming up on your phone. Anyway, so I'm all into the basketballs at the moment with the, you know, three pointers and the pivots and the yeah, pivots swishes. And the swish, swish, swishes. Swishes the Nike logo. Ah, damn it. And yeah. you've got, you know, I don't know any more people off the top of my head. Anyway, so that's what I've been watching. I recommend watching a game of basketball or soccer if you'd... Oh, soccer, yeah. So we watched a game. The Euros are on at the moment, which is yeah. a big tournament, which is a good time for you to get into it because yeah. it's actually exciting to watch, unlike Fulham that you've been watching with me, which is... It was not very exciting. It will be this season because we're, we're in the league below now. So yeah. we'll actually win lots of games. Yeah, we lost a lot. Yeah, now we win a lot, so it's fun. Yeah. So we've been watching soccer as well. Um, the, the game's been on like 2 a.m., but moving into you, we've been watching soccer, mm. but you also, mm-hmm. like we do soccer. You, you've you been involved in soccer like your whole life. Yeah. Um. So on the weekend. On the weekend, you came and watched me coach for the second time. The first time... Yeah, it was the second time. It was time. a tough one because the first time was an hour away in the cold at a crap little ground that was covered in water and uh, it was the B team that I had on and all that sort of stuff. It, it wasn't was the best of, game to watch. But you actually got to watch a proper game. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm a soccer mum now. <laughs> well, and, I'm a wag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a good... I don't know. How, how do I how do I intro that? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good level of football to come watch. I coach at a senior high level mm-hmm. um and that's because i can't play anymore because i'm too unfit so i'm, I'm, I'm coach now <laughs> <laughs> what every athlete does ever <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so i've been coaching for a couple of years and this level is senior football so it's a it's it's second tier here which is not far off the the old a league and then something um, happened on the weekend and then well we did want to talk about that we did want to talk about parents and mm. i think like 
sporting culture. Because, like, obviously, like, in the future, I'm going to have kids. You know, they'll be children. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah. Um, And you sometimes, like, think, like, now, like, what am I going to be like as a parent? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. Like, especially having, like, Cappy now. Cappy is your dog, which is now my dog because yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, our yeah. dog now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, been feeding him and, like... And like I see the way like you like discipline him and like you've raised him from a puppy so like and he's and such you think I'm mean to him but he no, absolutely loves me. No, you. No, I don't think you're mean to I'm him. I'm firm. I think you're firm, yeah. and I think I'm soft. Yeah. So I think like it's good. Like it. I just think that he's such a good dog, and I feel like you've done a really good job in raising him Thank from you. a puppy. Yeah. And like just the way he listens to commands, and he's just such a beautiful dog. Like yeah. Most affectionate that, yeah he's affectionate and he's just so loving mm-hmm. and he's so like easy easy he's an yeah. easy dog and then it makes you think like oh like what and they I-? shouldn't be easy they're supposed to be difficult yeah <laughs> dude he's easy yeah, yeah he's, i've been lucky and it just makes me think like you know how would i raise that like what would i do as a parent how would i be with my children because mm. like sometimes when you like you know be firm with him i'm like stop it he doesn't need to be fir-. like come on like be nice that's, to him but that's how he is how he is because but that's what always, I mean. yeah yeah like, yeah you you think like what am i going to be like as a parent like will you, you know you discipline this way and i'll discipline this way and i think like everyone who doesn't have kids thinks about that what am i going to be yeah. like as a parent am i going to be hard am i going to not let them go out am, you know what what you know what i mean and well, is this also i mean there was an incident on the weekend that we'll talk about again in more detail but this is, is this also how i spoke to because these players are 18 yeah they're young men. Is it how I spoke to them? No, it was just the fact of like... Because I yelled at them. You did yell at them, but <laughs> I, I mean, I... I wouldn't, I, yell at, I wouldn't yell at them if it was 15-year-olds playing park footy on the weekend. Yeah. But these are kids that have ambitions and, you know, you have to do that sort of stuff. Yeah. I don't think that's it. I think more the fact that like when my kid grows up mm. and I go to their soccer games... Yeah. What am Are I going to carry on like, like a galah? Come on, Timmy. Yeah. Let's go. Kick Timmy. that ball. <laughs> so basically what, what Josie is referring to is, is um, this, at this level of football, there's not um, uh, in a change where someone goes off and they can come back on later and everyone can have even time and all that sort of stuff. It's like proper football where you have three substitutions you can make and you've got a five-man bench and once someone comes off they're off and that's it you only get three chances and that's it which um, i didn't know that by the way yeah. i just thought you could just sub on as possible as you wanted but younger ages and at like amateur sort of level so your average bloke having a kick in the park with his mates on a saturday playing for the local club or whatever they can do that sort of stuff but at this level like it's exactly the same as it is on tv like mm-hmm. have to do that way so there are certain um scenarios where i'm not i'm not picking I'm not giving everyone even time because they have to earn that. That's kind of how it works. That's how you get better. And I'm trying to turn these young men into better people as well yeah. as better footballers. They have to understand that. Um, but I had a parent, I guess, carry on like a bit of a galah about 10 meters or less from where you were sitting, not knowing yeah. who you were. <laughs> <laughs> he- Which actually is a funny thing. You never know who's listening or who you're talking oh, to true. or what, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just a, a message and a lesson, you know? Yeah. You never know Definitely. who's there or what you're doing mm. or you just always got to be, I think, the best, you know. If you go out to, I've had another instance in my past where like I went out to somewhere, um, I actually bought a coffee for the person yeah. in front of me just yeah. randomly. I felt like it. And that person ended up being um, very important. Yeah. And I got a good opportunity from that, yeah. but I didn't know who they were. Yeah. So I think it's good to always, you know, just be aware of your surroundings and what you're saying. But yeah. this person had a lot to say. <laughs> they had a lot to say because their kid's not quite there yet, but he's young and he's got plenty of time ahead of him. And I have a really good relationship with this particular kid. And, he's lovely. And we have very good chats regularly about where he's at and what he needs to do. And I put the arm around his shoulder and make sure he knows that he's looked after and cared about and all that sort of stuff. And sometimes, sometimes it's just about waiting when you're, when you're young and you have yeah. to just keep looking for your opportunity. But this bloke's carried on like an absolute goose does it every week. Um, actually being a coach, I will say talking about the parents sort of thing, I told you that I don't ever want to coach my kids when they get yeah. to it, when they get to be about 13, 14, like and, mm-hmm. and 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 in the context of Newcastle, 
I'd say I'm a pretty high level sort of coach, yeah. but I don't, even if I am the best option for my kids team, I don't want to do it because yeah. I don't, I don't want to be that parent. And, and I can see when parents are that parent or coaches who are coach their kids, who yell at their kids, basically mm. it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's a super toxic environment. So this guy's carrying on, carries on every week because his kid doesn't get enough minutes, comes up to the bench and asks me what's going on. And we have meanwhile, bit- I hold him like it yelling and stuff before he was yelling that. and carrying on yelling out sarcastic things all the time and berating other players yeah who was the kid is 17 and then he's berating him on the sideline as well and saying he's shit and he's not good enough and all this sort of stuff and don't pro- be that parent is what i'm trying oh, to say <laughs> it's, 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 I, I think i don't think i, I could and, and i'm very competitive yeah, um, and I've played high level sport and now coach high level sport my whole life. I've been in rep environments my whole life and I'm really competitive. And probably if you'd seen me between about 16 and 25, I was a dick. <laughs> I would yell, no, I, would, really? I would yell at referees. I would do toxic stuff on the field just to like put other people off. I would start fights. I would be in fights, all that sort of stuff. And then you grow up and you grow Good out of it. I think you're old now. <laughs> you, well, you do. You do. You grow up and grow out of it. There's a time when you're like, ah, okay, come on, I'm better than that. And some don't, as we see. As we see. And mm. I think it's, it's in, I don't know, I guess. I think it's hard though. Like it, well, neither of us have kids. So I think it is hard, like just to be uh, like slightly objective. He loves his kid. And like, you know, his kid's obviously passionate about something. He's, there's a, don't get me wrong. There's a right and a wrong way to go about it. I'm not saying that what he did was right that wasn't even one percent right but anyway i know but i'm just saying that like you know you 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 have a kid who loves sport and he's from he's not playing much like i'm just trying to be objective like i get that you're passionate about your child and what they do and everything yeah, but come like and talk, come and be an adult yeah, and talk to you one-on-one that's what i mean like there's a time and a place for things and i feel like so even- you know that i i regularly so i have to announce teams and that sort of stuff 24 hours before the game because mm. I have to sit some kids out completely. Yeah. Some kids don't even get on the bench. I have to sit some kids out completely yeah. on the weekend. And in every post I say, here's my phone number. If you have any problems, you can text me or give me a call and we'll have a chat about it. Do they? No. Okay. So that's the time to do it though, you yeah. know, but my point is that like, it's hard. I don't I, know what I'm like going to be like as a mum. Maybe I'm like, oh my God, I want my kid to play. Like, yeah. but I wouldn't probably go about no, it that way. I but... understand the protectiveness because I coach these kids and not kids, a young man, but I get protective. Yeah. So if I see the other team aggressively foul or I see the other coach carrying on like a, like a goose towards some of my players, I get really protective and passionate and I'll start a verbal with someone over that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I understand how parents get upset. I guess I just, your point being that you look, you look stupid Yeah. and don't be that, be that person in in life in general where you know you you, you think you're acting out and that's going to get you what you want and at the end of the day everyone's sitting around you being like listen to this idiot yeah it happens more often in life than you think when you have a little outburst whether it be at yeah. the shops you see someone doing something you don't you they shouldn't be doing whether it's road rage which is me you i was gonna you, say you look you. you look a bit stupid even though you feel justified 99 percent of people think you look and i dumb. think like we all like i'm a very outspoken person so there would obviously be times where people look at me and they're like mm-hmm. and i'm yeah, like and i'm like oh, i'm right <laughs> yeah. but i yeah i see what you're saying well what kind of parent are we gonna be we'll never know <laughs> yeah i think i think it's it's interesting to understand that these sorts of things shape Lots of things shape what sort of parent you'll be, but also what sort of like role model and leader you'll be for people in general. Because most of the people listening to this are going to be around that age where you might not be a parent yet, but in the workplace, you've probably got younger people than you who look up to you. everyone has a child except me (laughs) these days. 25. (laughs) I'm 26 in like a week. Yeah, 25. Not everyone has kids yet. And you're 45. (laughs) Yeah, 45. (laughs) He's not, but close. No, I'm joking. (laughs) He hates me. He's sending me daggers. Anyway, um, so the uh, you're Actually not. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, so the other thing. Okay, we kind of want to get into like the main topic of today. Yeah, we've got through the chatting component. Yeah. Well, I needed to vent and catch up. It's been a while. It's been a um, while. We're going to talk about toxic relationships. We're going to talk about, um, but mainly in the TV space because 
TV, media, all that kind of stuff. And this is derived. Is that the right word to use? Derived. Close enough. They know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> this is derived from us binge watching 90 Day Fiance. Binge is an understatement. We've watched so many seasons. I think about nine seasons in the last two months. It's, yeah. And we've still got so many to go. Yeah. But we're hooked. And I think that it opens a can of worms for me and... I want to create a conversation yeah. because I feel like I watch these people and I'm just like, I went through that, yes. <laughs> but now I'm like, I can recognize that, but I wouldn't have it at the time. But I think it's just the whole the people who haven't recognized it. It's almost normalized. That's what I'm trying to say. It's the, the show normalizes yes, it. The sh- 90 day fiance normalizes emotional abuse and toxic relationships. Yeah. Ron and Sam from Jersey Shore. Yeah kind of almost normalize if, that I, I guess i guess people who know that it's wrong who either have experienced it or just because you'd probably know it was wrong if you hadn't had that experience i you, don't know if i would yeah i think because i didn't know i don't know that. yeah I, okay i think i think you would have not related to it i suppose you'd be like look at these psychos instead of thinking Actually, that was happened to me really, at one point. And that's really wrong. And I think most people who haven't had that scenario or have been in relationships that aren't like that see those situations and understand that they're fucked up and, and like don't need to be told that they are. But there are plenty of people out there clearly that are in these scenarios that don't know that they're wrong or haven't gone through that yet or haven't learned from that yet. And the show doesn't even mention like there's some triggering stuff on there. There's some oh. genuinely there's some genuinely disgusting behaviour. Horrid. And they don't even mention that it's wrong. Wrong. That's my. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly right. Like I feel like they don't. It, like it's entertaining as hell. Like don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's I don't think it's right that you know these horribly toxic, disgusting things are happening and. They're not even making reference that this is an actual abuse. And then in the next scene, they're sitting at the camera saying how happy they are in their relationship because they're trying to justify all the stuff that happens. But And not one producer's like, girl, yeah, get out of <laughs> this here. is wrong. I understand they're trying to go, it's entertainment. So things that happen, like you can tell what's real and you can tell what's kind of like put on or, or what's, say that again for the camera sort of stuff. Mm. But some of the mainly toxic ones, I think they're the ones that feel the most triggering because they're real and you can tell that they are. I just want to briefly, in case someone doesn't know what 90 Day Fiance is. True, true. Let's recap it. Now, I had never watched this. I sent you a clip of it. You sent me a clip of it. Once upon a time, yeah. Not years ago, but like a long long time ago. I'm going to say over a year ago. And I was just kind of like, what's that? Not interested. But I've always loved reality TV. And I think I'm the last person on earth to jump upon the 90 Day Fiance train. But yeah. if, if you don't know what it is, um, it's like... Uh, if you don't know what it is... It's American. Listen to this synopsis, but go and watch it because it's so engaging. It's anyway, so funny, yeah. but it's... If you don't like reality TV, you probably won't like it, but I love reality. Anyway, so it's basically... There's a whole different types of 90 Day Fiance. Like there's before the 90 Days, there's after These are all the spin-offs, days. but... The, yeah. yeah, the main one is that like it's American couples and they've obviously found an overseas partner and they've been talking and then they have um, come over on a K1 visa, which American is the visa where they're fiancés. So they have, but they have to prove that, that they've, they've been, in, been a in a relationship and then they come over there and they've got 90 days to get married, to get to decide if they're going to get married or not Yeah, to stay there. If to they're stay. not, if they don't, they have to go back and go through the visa process again. And basically this is like filmed and put up yeah. as a reality show. Yeah. Um, and these people are so toxic. Anyway. Well, I mean, if you've got to go looking in Ecuador for a partner, <laughs> there's probably something going on in the first place. Anyway. Facts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I feel like some of the most popular people were like Big Ed. Ed and Rose. Ed, Ed's like, uh, I think Ed is nowhere near the most interesting. He's not, but and I think I it's because like he's viral. Because he's a bit of a meme of a bloke. His, <laughs> neck, his neck is like. He doesn't have a neck. Well, that's the thing. He's, oh, I don't he, want to be mean. His neck is yeah. Like okay, body positivity. Yeah. <laughs> but there, I'm I'm not bagging him. I'm saying why I think he's gone viral because physically he's an abnormal Look looking human. person yeah. to the average person. 
doesn't change his value as a human being. <laughs> Good save. However, that is why he's gone viral because he yeah. he, he, he he hasn't got a neck. <laughs> and, that's, and that's pretty much And he's it. also like four foot tall. Also, he, no hate to Dan Pigan, but you're four foot tall. <laughs> he's like he's like four eight. Holy moly. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. So I feel like, but then you got to think like, he's like so toxic to this poor girl and she was actually semi-normal she was um from where was she the from? philippines she the philippines. philippines sorry what yeah. no go on i didn't know <laughs> i forgot yeah and then <laughs> you're laughing stop making no, fun of me it's all good. i get them I get yeah that's fair enough yeah confused sometimes yeah. i don't know geography very well yeah um and so i yeah i just feel like they went pretty viral but i want to talk about jesse and darcy because, and the reason why I bring them up and want to talk about them more is because before when you said like, you can watch these things and things are actually triggering, mm. they triggered me. Yeah. <laughs> like we were laying there and I was just like, I'm actually triggered right now. Yeah. Because I feel like, uh, I feel like it was so like, re- like not re- relatable to me, but like. I think it'd be relatable to a lot, a lot of, of people, people because yeah. the, cause I think there, there are, there's toxicity where two people are just wrong for each other and they've met on a holiday or something and they think they want to get married and they do all these visas and they figure out it doesn't work because it just doesn't work in a everyday environment outside of a holiday or a trip or whatever Mm. but this jesse fella has actual mental conditions he's an actual sociopath and narcissist he's a narcissist and and emotional abuser and that's what's so different than the other couples because a lot of the other couples you just like oh you just it must have been fun for the three or four days you're in fucking Barbados, but now that you have to actually live together, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. But yeah, this, you're this, right. this is just a bloke with actual problems. Yeah. You're and right. I think more people would relate to that. Allegedly, I don't want to get sued. Come on. <laughs> no, but like, I, yeah, I think he was the most that Darcy and him were the most like. You're right. I think everyone else was kind of like it's real. It was real. And I feel like the, a couple of other couples who just kind of like, yeah, okay, you don't really get along. Like, you've done some shit things. Yes, some of them are toxic as well. Yeah. But I think Jesse, especially, has all of the pretty much characteristics for an emotional abuser. And it yeah. was so obvious. I it think was that's so obvious. The and they should have addressed it. And I they should have addressed yeah. that. Because I feel like with some of the other couples, you're just kind of like, oh, that was a pretty well, shit thing to say well, to each other. The show tended to focus on... So, for, for reference... Darcy, Darcy's in her early 40s. She was, yeah. I think she was like 42, 43. Early 40s. Um, Botox, lip filler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say she wasn't good looking. She, she, for a 40-year-old, she's doing great. Um, but I'm just saying like her, her style of person and like, yeah. you know, everything. She's wearing, you know, red bottom heels and everything's, everything's Gucci. Everything's Versace. Everything's, yeah. Everything has a brand on it. Um, very much my view after watching two seasons of her that, you know, she's not looking for a partner. She's looking for an accessory. Um, I think that she just wants to be loved. But, but I think... By anyone. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. But remember when she was talking with Tom, the other one's sister, and she was like, what's his favorite color? You haven't asked him any questions about himself or what he likes. You just keep asking him for a ring because you just want to get married and and i think she's just she's just so desperate for that life that she looks overlooks the toxic things that happen to her yeah i, I would agree so that's her yeah jesse young 24 yeah yeah gigantic head for that body <laughs> we don't want to shame no we can body their physical we can appearance. Bo- we can body shame him because he was horrible. Because he's a piece of shit. This is the thing. Like, it, he just wasn't a nice person. No. I think there's two. I think there's a difference between Personal... being like, there's a nice person and then picking on their yeah. looks. But I think like when you're an actual bad human being, that's when you're kind of like, all of you is bad. And like, I feel like... 20-something year old personal trainer from the Netherlands. Yeah. Clearly didn't, wasn't, I don't think was interested in it at all. Just was, he saw an opportunity to be on TV. He saw an opportunity mm. to be on a show that had already made other people semi-famous or viral. Yeah, you got to think this comes a couple of seasons after the whole Russ and Powler thing, where you yeah. know they're a famous couple and Colt and Larissa, and they're a famous couple and they've got 
hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers as a result. I think he saw dollar signs for eyes and thought I'm going to go on this show. But then that begs the question. Yeah. Wouldn't you act like a nice person? Like, do you know what I mean? Like but a sociopath. That he doesn't do, think he's done anything wrong. They, yeah. But they constantly act like nice people. Yeah, actually. And but you but you can but if you're not in it, you're not you're not stuck in it. You can see all the cracks. You can see how it's fake. This is. And this hits home to me. Yeah, no, and that's fair enough. <laughs> because no, I'm not blaming you like for that. Just that's just from the outside. Yeah, you can see that that person's a piece of shit. But the person who's having it happen to them, you're getting barraged from so many directions of different emotions that you don't know what's real and what's fake. Yeah, and that's the thing I think that why him and them as a couple triggered me sort of the most, mm-hmm. just coming from my personal experience with emotional abuse and narcissistic behavior and everything. Yeah, is because. Pretty much every trait I saw in Jesse, I saw I've been through. Yeah, and I think that it was just really obvious with Jesse. And I would sit there and I'd be like, I know. Look, Darcy's not the most sane person, but I do think that, like, she's obviously she's some level of toxic herself. To be completely honest, like you know, it's not just him, but I don't. But seeing her with Tom, which is the guy that she went on to sort of date sort of after Jesse and her broke up, I think she's a little bit more toxic than I previously but that, first that could thought. Be, that could be left over from what happened to her the first time around as well. Yeah, but then you also do have, in my opinion, a responsibility to sort of like heal yourself before you go on and like... Which she didn't do. Which she didn't do. Yeah. Exactly right. Because as I said, she's not looking for yeah. a life partner. She's looking for a handbag husband. <laughs> she is. Yeah. Um, and I feel like when she was with Jesse, I feel like I felt for her because she, she was more, she, 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 she did, she wasn't, I didn't think she was toxic at all. I don't think she was in the wrong match. If, had, if I anything. I don't think ever. Yeah. No. And I feel like, you know, there's all those signs there of like the love bombing and all yeah. the signs of emotional abuse and the way that she legitimately like there was a scene i can't remember what happened and if you don't even watch 90 day fiance you guys probably wouldn't even know what's going on um but there was this one scene where um she said something full-on nice like it was just like inquisitive or incurious or she said something just normally and he was just like why are you starting a fight yeah and i'm just like oh my god she did nothing wrong and he just like then started like being passive aggressive to her and if i remember the scene i could kind of give you more info but i think the the point of it is is just that he's so toxic he very regularly treats her like absolute shit and then knows that she's desperate for attention and positive attention and then uses that positive attention to get back in the good books. And then when she feels good about herself again, he treats like shit again. And it's, it's the abuse cycle. And he does it to get what he wants. So there was plenty of scenes where they would fight and then he would go off for the night and be in his own hotel room and go do his own thing or go out for dinner or whatever. Ignore her. And then come home at two in the morning and sleep with her. And then everything was okay again. So he'd come home and get his sex and he would get his affection and then start a fight again in the morning and then have all the time to himself and then come back and get what he wants in the evening and all that sort of stuff. Triggered. (laughs) Triggered. But, and that's what I mean. I think that's why this one hit, that couple in particular hit home for me because he ignores her. Like he starts the fight. Then Mm -hmm. when she stands up for herself. Which she tried to do. Which she tried to do. He has a reaction to her and calls her crazy. And that's what they do. That's what toxic people there was do, a, right? There was a, the scene that, that the, one of the big fights was um, she, they she he just... He, the first time he'd met her children. Yeah. And they were having dinner together. Steak. And yeah. And, and, steak she, and she'd cooked some steak. <laughs> and then he was cutting the steak wrong. And she didn't even like say, you're cutting the steak wrong. No. She just said, if you cut it on an angle like this, it retain, it retains the juice and it tastes nicer. But she was kind of, she was so nice. She, she was like, so baby, nice. if you just cut it on the side, I've worked, yeah. Like, yeah, I've worked in a um, he, thing, he, he it just retains the juice. But it wasn't just his pride getting hurt. Like he wasn't just being like, oh, um, okay. Like, like, if you would, mm. like you would do if you felt like your ego got hit. I mean, it's steak. So if you feel like your ego gets hit over steak, check yourself, you idiot. Check yourself but, yeah. before you wreck yourself. He, he flipped out. <laughs> he, he threw he, the knife. He threw the knife down and he said, I'm not doing this anymore. And in front of her children, acted like a complete idiot, went and sat on the front porch and was like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to leave. I can't be here anymore. I don't want to be part of this situation. And then she come out there to be like, I was just like telling you that, 
that's how you can cut it better. And then she, he flipped out about that as well. And then it cuts to them sitting around the table with the daughters who are, who are 12 and 12. 10 or something like that. And, and then um, I think, I think, I think she says something and he ignores her. And then he says to one of the daughters, um, tell your mom, I'm only talking to um, people who don't put me down or something like that. Like to a 12 year old, to a 12 year old, toxic. Who, to the 12 year old who says, stop it. You're both being idiots. Like, <laughs> and you just think, you just think, that's why this show is great, firstly. Yeah. Because it does highlight how dumb people can be. But but they should really they, they went through this, they went to the tell all, they did all that sort of stuff. They 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 like deep dived on this relationship at the end in like the tell all that they do. And not at one point did they make reference that he was the problem. They kind of played them off to both be the problem. Yes. And to me that's super toxic watching that. And to, you you know why that also stings really bad yeah. is because coming from me as a victim from yep. a situation like that mm-hmm. and, and a victim of emotional abuse, you get it from them the whole time that you're the problem. And yeah. we saw that with Jesse and Darcy. He always said, you're crazy, you're this, you're that. When he's the one starting fights. And do, yeah. and we were watching this and you would know, I've been like, and he would say something, I'm like, because you did this, you yeah. she hasn't done anything wrong. And I'd be Me like, too. I wanted to punch on the whole yeah. time. <laughs> and then like coming, coming from a victim of that, you have the person that tells you they love you and obviously they don't. Yeah. Telling you that you're a problem, you're this, you you know, you react this way, you're crazy, you're too crazy for me, like all of these things. And you start to believe that maybe you are the problem, yeah. even though you're not. And then this show kind of portrays you to also be the problem. And then and so as a victim, that's hard to yeah. to to understand or, or to be like, so hold society. on, I'm not the problem. Yeah. And that's hard. I feel I actually feel sorry for Darcy in that way that, you know, the TV show, 90 Day Fiance or whatever. Didn't stick up for her. Didn't stick up for her. And, didn't, and, and even in the tell-all weren't like, you were abusive. And I do recommend, I do remember some of the, the other, some of the other people, other people, other couples yeah. were basically like exactly right. Standing up for her. Yeah. And then Angela, another oh amazing couple Angela. was basically sticking up for Jesse and telling everyone to get out of his business. And, and that's because she's the same. But <laughs> she, no, she, she is, she's toxic. She's as, toxic. Yeah. But you know what also that is? Toxic people are nice to everyone. Yeah. That's what we were saying earlier. Like yeah. he came to that tell-all and shook everyone's hand. And was like, "I'm just here to do my but own." But all thing. the people, all the other couples who had obviously watched the show before they went to the tell-all, didn't want a bar of him. But that's good. But that's what I'm saying. Narcissists and but that's emotion- what I mean. All these people who had watched the show, the other couples who had seen it before, before the regular public yeah. had had recognized that. But the show never made mention of yes. it. They kind of just gloss over it. Yes. And they get it supposed to be a documentary style where they don't intervene. But I do think they could have said... Uh, at least put a thing at the end of it. I have a it. feeling that they have a psychologist on in new seasons in the tell-all. I do think they've got them in new uh, in newer them, seasons. Yeah. yeah. But my point is, is like, I don't know, I've watched Teen Mum in the past and obviously like Teen Mum are like going Super off the premise. Super abusive stuff, yeah. That too, which also normalise it. But it's also going off the premise that like, you know, you've had unprotected sex or like yeah. things happen. So, and then at the end of every scene, it goes, if you need help with your yeah. sex life, call 000 or whatever. At least put a thing on that for domestic abuse or like something. Because like, it was. Because it was. It was. It was so obvious that it was. There's, there's, there's like, there's like. And it's made to seem so normal. There's and ridiculous like, humans in these couples. We've probably watched thirty different couples by now, yeah. but with with him in particular, it was abuse. Yeah. And it was normalised as entertainment, and it could have been an opportunity to show how horrible yeah. a person he was, and it, and, and it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's their bad because I reckon if they started going down that path, then for the average person who doesn't care, it's not entertaining anymore. It's sad. And that's yes. why they didn't do it, which is the wrong thing to do. They yes. could have done it in the tell-all. Because I feel like, and if you know like my story, I didn't know what was happening to me at the time was abusive. And like we said earlier, as the average person, you'd probably be like, oh, that's not great. But I feel like, it's not talked about yeah. and it's 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 sad how many people i guess like get away with being abused because people aren't aware that that's, that's wrong so the the show did have a good opportunity to actually highlight an issue i think yeah. and be like this is actual abuse it's not just yeah. kind of toxic it's it's not just kind of you know a bad couple a bad match up like this is bad it's a bad person <laughs> and then tv shows often do that sort of stuff where 
you know, men act a certain way and women act a certain way and that's how you have, that's what you should expect and all that sort of stuff that happens so often. Um, my, my, my last sort of view on No Day Fiance anyway is that I highly do recommend it as a great show that you can just kind of binge watch and, and there are so many funny moments in that show that make it worthwhile and interesting moments, but that one in particular pretty horrific and as we can see take one look at this fella and you'll understand you'll understand <laughs> it's just insecurity it's it's mm-hmm. being so it's it's being such an unimportant part of the universe mm-hmm. and feeling like you have to hold yourself up as an imp- like fake this importance and and not and your ego can't get hurt in any way and you, if you're so insecure about anyone you know everything that this human does is about making everyone think that they're great because when you pull back the covers a little bit they're They're not not great (laughs) but here begs the question before we go would it have been any different if the roles were reversed what if it was they would have played her out to be psycho exactly yeah i feel like i feel like they let men kind of get away with that on tv a little bit more than they let women get away with it i think Plenty of things go both ways with that oh, discussion. I, I, I think, think I think women get away with lots of things as well that if men did on TV, you know. I think we saw one scene where one of the women like slapped a guy. Yeah. I think, and yeah. we were kind of like, if a guy did that to a girl, like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, neither's right. Just because you're a girl doesn't mean you can. In my personal opinion, doesn't mean you can hit a guy. Just because you're a guy, you can't hit a girl. Like, but I feel like you're right. I feel like sometimes you as a woman you know you might get a away with certain things which i don't think you should and like as a man you probably do too but i just feel like if you're a girl or a boy you probably shouldn't be hitting people but <laughs> yeah or I abusing think, people yeah <laughs> facts but anyway those sorts of things are born out of people being as i said insecure yeah and not very happy and they've got mm-hmm. things happening under the surface that just ego is a mm. Ego is the enemy. People need to let go of their ego. One thing I also want to point out, which I think I've said, but I just want to point out the fact that, you know, I was, we were watching it and I think I said like, how does he not think that that's wrong or something? And you got to realize that people like Jesse and, you know, people like that narcissist and everything, they don't think that they're wrong. They think that they're right. And I think that that's a thing that Darcy and myself and, other women or men have gone through where you can't tell them they're wrong because they don't think they are like, that's just who they are as a person. And, um, I think in that regard, there's not a lot of closure, which I think Darcy suffered from coming into the next season where she was dating someone else. And she still sort of had issues about the past. I think it's hard, especially gone through it for myself to get closure because they don't think that there's anything. They're not, they're not going to apologize. You know, like yeah. I think it's a hard thing. I think you have to find closure for yourself yes. and that's sometimes harder than getting it the from closure, someone. The closure, I think, comes from understanding that the person that you think you need to hear sorry from or you think you need um, them to be exposed or you think you need, you know, that closure that you're looking for, um, not just you, anybody, um, yeah. I think it's important for them to understand that these people with these problems will never have meaningful relationships in their yeah. life. And, that- and on top of that, <laughs> on top of that, when they're alone and they lay in bed at night, they're deeply unhappy and insecure. And the bravado and the behavior is a cover for that. And the the toxic behavior and the controlling and the, and the manipulation and the abuse is to manipulate every situation to protect their own ego. So the important thing to understand is that they do suffer justly as they should suffer but the person that you try to impress or think that you need to impress as the abuser to get positive reinforcement out of them isn't worth it because they kind of suck and you know what (laughs) they suck as human beings and like you said they'll cycle through people and things because they're the problem always and i'm happy and i found you so (laughs) no it's not it's not about it's not about this in particular i think i think your listeners need to understand that because that was something we've talked about this sort of stuff before and i think i've hopefully helped you unlearn some things and you've helped me unlearn some things about my past as well which is important but i think your listeners do need to understand that um they're being 
your collateral damage in in someone's life and that someone is not worth your time um as much as you might have thought at one point that they were it's they're literally the most pathetic people on the planet and they have to act that way so that no one figures out and realizes how yeah. pathetic they are yeah so they're not worth it basically they yeah. suck <laughs> their whole life's a lie pretty Facts. much yeah <laughs> Well, I think that's a good note to end it on. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to get preachy. I guess I guess you do have people that go through that too. And, and, and yes. my message to them is, is, is more on the lines of like, there are genuine people out there and you'll come across them. You just need to get out of that cycle of feeling like you shouldn't feel the need to impress someone, have to try yeah. to impress someone. You just will impress someone that one day. That's the right way to look at it. And I think that it's important because I had a lot of girls message me and say, like, we want to hear a male's perspective and things like that. So I'm glad that you... Here's a male's perspective. We see it, right? And if and if if you're involved with somebody who thinks that way and their mates don't call them out for it, they've got shit mates and it's not worth talking to any of that group of people. Because if any of my mates did something like that to their partner, I would call them out on it in a heartbeat. And if they didn't listen to me, they wouldn't be my mate anymore, right? <laughs> And all good blokes out there, I can guarantee you, got your back because we just want to punch on with blokes like that and finish them off. That's probably the best way to put it. So basically, <laughs> there's princes out there. You just have to get rid of the frogs, girls. All right? Yeah. All there's right. good fellas out there that'll stick up for you. Like you. All right. So let's end it there. I think that's a very long one for you to listen to. I hope you have a great night, day morning afternoon wherever you are into a real topic in the next one eh? in the world we'll we'll bring out a few potties <laughs> and we'll have a few more discussions for you but i hope you are thriving happy and here is your sign to dump him sis <laughs> or to watch 90 day fiance i'm not sure which one all together <laughs> anyway have a good night i will see you in the next one say goodbye bye <laughs> bye